Going In Raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. Like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever fine podcasts can be found in the audio realm, including CastBox's terrific uh, podcast app. Be sure to check it out. Leave us a comment. We got uh, we had to change servers recently um, to just for some boring business stuff. And so we, we lost all thousand comments. No, they're still there. They're archived on like a weird second channel thing. But now we have a new channel, I guess. Yeah, let's see how many comments we have right now. Fresh comments. Let's see. We're up to 86. Oh, man, it was like 80 yesterday. No, it was 75 yesterday. People were like, I am not re-commenting. But anyways, if you go on the CastBox app, you sub to Going In Raw, then you leave a comment, we might respond to that comment. Call Miss Pilot 21. Hey, Stephen Larson. Thanks for introducing me to this great app. Oh, wow. I found a lot of other great podcasts thanks to you two. Thank you, friendo. Oh, wow. Sorry. Fantastic. Thanks, friendo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this one here uh, from NS uh, Kosick. I started listening to you both when I got back into wrestling, and in the weeks where I can't find time to watch WWE, I can always count on my friendos to keep me entertained and informed on what I miss that definitely deserves a thanks, friendo. Anyways, um, we're also available, of course, on the Apple iOS podcast app. Leave mm -hmm. us a rating or a review, and be sure to tell your friends about Going In Raw. If you got some wrestling nerd friends out there, be sure to let them know all about Going In Raw. Uh, we're also available at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, um, I just packed up like 20, that's funny, I just packed up like 20 uh, Patreon. Uh, uh, care packages? Yeah, care packages right here. Look at that. <sighs> hey, oh, friendo care package, $20, one $20 pledge. Uh, once your money is processed, I package up the friendo care package. It comes with a comic book. It comes with uh, stickers, a poster. It's like double-sided poster, so you get to choose. It's, oh, there's it, only one correct choice. It's behind us. That's the there, correct choice right there. There. And uh, and then also a postcard in uh, the comic and postcard are signed by us. Yeah. So that's a lot it's, of fun. Uh, the comic contains a story that can only be told within the pages of a comic book. Oh, yeah. It costs way too much to make oh, that yeah. into a movie. Billions oh. of dollars. Yeah, maybe even more. It would be great artistically, but no way would it ever be able to make his money back. Right. Yeah, exactly. It would just, just be like some eccentric multi-billionaire. Like oh, multi-billionaire. Yeah, that's what I said. No, like, you said millionaire. I said billionaire. Like Jeff Bezos, mm -hmm. you know, he would be like, I don't know what to do with all this money. I like these guys. They'll come a check for $2 billion and they can do whatever they want. And we exactly. make that movie. And here's what we do, man. We take a billion of that dollars and we give it to the Amazon workers that are making like five bucks an hour. And then we make our movie for a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Or we go talk to the Starbucks guy, get a billion dollars from him, and then we can make our whole movie with the entire budget for $2 billion. All right. All right. That's a great idea. We, well, let's talk to Bill Gates, too. He has billions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but you know what? He does He does cool stuff with his money. Oh, I know. That money's going to, like, good stuff. I know. I feel like Bezos is just, like, he's just sitting there. He's like, I don't know what to do with all his money. He just starts throwing it in the fire. It's Could like, be. I might as well just do this with it. 
I mean, there's a lot of other things that could probably be done with that money. I Positive agree. Things. He, one time he said, I don't know what to do with my money, so I want to go into space or I want to like start a space program. Why not just like worry about paying your employees here on Earth more money? That's what everybody was talking about, man. They're like, dude, just, why don't you just pay your people normally? Anyways, that's the thing about us. If That's why we don't have an employee. Because if we ever get an employee, immediately they're making, we're, we're going to say, yeah, you know what? You get to make double what we make. Well, at least as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, probably not that much. <laughs> but anyways, I don't want to pay them peanuts, man. Oh, I know. If you're going to work here, I want to. I want you to be happy to work here. Exactly. You know, which is why we're never going to have an employee because we can't afford it. Anyways, um, what are we talking about? Wrestling? I guess we were talking about is wrestling this a wrestling today? podcast? We spent a lot of time in, in the pre-show. Uh, talking about sneaker vlogs because I'm going to start one. Whenever I manage to purchase a, a, a much ballyhooed release, if I can fi- finally get one of these shoes that everybody's talking about and actually buy them, sneaker vlogs from Larson over the Friendoville channel. Guaranteed. I got a vision up here for it. I know what it's going to be. I can't wait. I know what it's going to look like. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Is there a set in the background? I'm not going to tell like you anything. You have to, you have to wait and watch it just like everybody else. I have else. two cool pairs of shoes, man. My custom Air Force Ones. Yeah, those are actually really cool. Those are neat. Yeah. It's got my name, my shoot name on it. Yeah. They're, it's like gold. It's like there's a like gold trim on it. Yeah. Lacey got them yeah, for me. Yeah, those are nice. And then I just got the the black and yellow uh, Jordan, Jordan 1s. One are you going to wear them anytime soon? I don't know, man. Number one, they're really stiff. Well, you got to um, wear them to break them in. Yeah, I know. But then number two, like I feel like I got to get some skinny jeans for them. So I'm going to bring You don't in, wear them with shorts? I'm going to bring I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Just don't tie them all the way. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That works. I'll probably wear them. Yeah, I'll I want to see them. I'll wear them tomorrow. I want to see the next day. You want to see them? Yeah, I want to see them. All right. Well, I got these. These are super. Well, cool. I've seen those before. You want to put these in your set? No, they're kind of scuffed. Yeah, no. Can we get just get a bunch of like scuffed ass shoes? No. Like I got some old Adidas of mine, like from the garage. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Put them up there. Superstars, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you think we were all last night? It was all over the place. <laughs> just like this podcast, yeah. evidently. So, <sighs> there was some good. There was some not so good. There was some weird. Everyone, I feel like I've the main event this. was really good. Oh, the main event was killer. Yeah, it was killer, except for the wonky finish. But they they had to do that because they're a they're coming another match, probably extreme rules. B it gets tons of heat on Drew. Yeah, I know, I know. I just look whenever you're gonna have a match that that's that 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 is so killer, and then you have a wonk finish. I kind of feel like oh yeah, no, I understand. I that. don't mind if if there's a wonk finish on a match that kind of you know. I, look, I understand. It needed a wonk finish. I get that because of what, everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Then make the match like a mid-card match. Not as good, essentially. And not as good. Not as good. That crowd was super hyped into it. Super into it. Oh, I know. And their 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 disappointment was was immense at yeah. the finish. Yeah. Which is, I think, what they wanted to have happen. They, yeah, yeah, I know. You, you get, I, you get I the know. crowd built up to a fever pitch, and they're waiting for a finish one way or the other, and then they get don't get that. And they're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it, Drew. You denied us a finish. I get that that's the point. I just think, man, you guys have a killer main event. Like, honestly, honestly, Strowman, the Strowman, Kevin Owens stuff should have been the main event. Because it ended it ended so perfectly in the parking oh, lot. Oh, like well, you're just saying that because you saw the thing with the nitro uh, which was great. graphics it on was it. It was such a nitro ending. Because I saw that. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. They're so right. It's such a nitro ending. Somebody on Twitter like a gif or a video thing where they, like they put the old school nitro copyright bumper lower third thing mm-hmm. at the end of the Owens Braun segment. And I was like, Oh my God, that's exactly how nitro used to end. Oh yeah. It always used to end in the parking lot. Yep. 
Anyways, the show kicked off with uh, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin promo. So um, yesterday during uh, uh, our show, we sort of mentioned the in our bra preview. Oh, the Brock Lesnar situation Brock about Lesnar. how based on the kind of social media activity of, yeah. of Kurt Angle and WWE.com that irritated Paul Heyman. He, in turn, um, issued a, a lengthy diatribe on Facebook saying nobody, saying nobody was nobody's worthy. worthy. And all this led to a breakdown of contract negotiations, kayfabe-wise, between yeah. Brock and WWE. Yeah. Um, and so Kurt Angle came out there to make an announcement about all that. Um, before that, though, what's up with Baron Corbin, like giving JoJo uh, some some crap about not introducing him in a way that he thinks is is correct? I am re-loving Baron Corbin at this point. So at first, I, am, I am loving everything he's doing. JoJo now. doesn't introduce Baron Corbin. Yeah. And then she does. And he goes, no, that's not right. Yeah. I'm like Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon's, McMahon's hand-picked, hand-picked constable of Raw, Baron yeah. Corbin. And so he makes her say all that. And so she yeah, What she a does. jerk. Oh, big jerk. Big heat on Corbin. But I still love him. I think he's So anyways, Kurt says everything that I said before. And he's about to guarantee something about Brock Lesnar. And then he's interrupted by Roman Reigns. Yeah, he, Roman always interrupts. Like when I, I'm like, what is he gonna say? What is he gonna say? And then Roman comes. Why out. can't Roman just wait for an announcement himself? Um, wait yeah, for the I announcement, know, and I know. if he's upset, then he can saunter down to the ring to get yeah. Kurt Angle. Yeah, but wait till you have you hear what Angle has to say before you saunter down to the ring. Yes, but then he's, he's so impatient. I'm gonna say this about this this segment in general. When I saw, so I had a really weird raw viewing experience last that night. That seems to be the case. I know on a regular basis. Um, well, you know, this time more than last time, last week. So I watched, or I watched, I didn't watch. On uh, on Twitter, I sort of like spoiled the first hour or so for myself, mm. just looking at gifts, and I was like, man, this all looks like the exact same thing that happened last week. We had a Roman Bobby promo, which led to a revival match. Yeah. Except this time the revival one, um, which ended up being a lot cooler, like actually watching the match. match. too. Then it just felt like a makeup. It felt yeah, like yeah, a they redo. realized they botched it the first time around. They didn't do it right. And so because they did it again. Kurt on the mic was way better. Mm-hmm. Baron was there, which is great. Bobby on the mic was way better. And, and was actually Roman pretty killed decent. it on yeah, the mic last good. night. He was really good last night. He was, yeah, so he came out and wanted to know what the deal was. You know, uncrowned universal champ, so on and so forth. Yeah. But he's interrupted by Bobby Lashley. Yes. Lashley comes out, drops some, some uh, a good promo. Rain says, well, you came here he says, after you failed yeah. at MMA, even though Bobby Lashley had a really good record in it's MMA. 15 and 2 record. Yeah, something like that. And then he said, and you failed to make an impact. Get it? <laughs> impact. And then Lashley said, you know, hey, it's taken you three years and you haven't beat Lesnar yet. I, Bobby Lashley, have the skills well, I to like best the, Brock Lesnar. The, the, the funny thing is he sort of put it, he sort of in an odd way kind of defended Lesnar's decision because he said, you know, maybe he's just sick of watching, of seeing you across the ring, you know, month after month after month. I don't, I'm essentially, the subtext was, I don't blame him for not showing up when all they're, all he's being given is Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. If he has an opponent with some actual legitimacy, Bobby uh, Lashley, uh, maybe then he'll show up. He'll show up. Exactly. Um, and then, and, uh, and Roman goes back to this "What have you done for me lately?" thing. So that's when he brings up brings up like the, the MMA record and stuff. He says, "You know, I, I main evented four WrestleManias, and I'm here every week." They've this is this is the Roman that I actually kind of like. I mean, I kind of like this version of Roman. Number one, he's like 
he was pretty loose on the mic. Mm-hmm. He was actually showing some. He seemed passion. comfortable. Yeah, it's just I wish that that was the Roman that he was told backstage that he's going to get the Universal Title at SummerSlam until they change their mind again. There is no way that he if they tell him that that yeah he's not going to believe. He's like he'll I'll believe that when I see it. Big dog. Sure, Vince. Sure, Vince. Whatever you say, man. Anyways, um, but no, I thought that it was a better. I thought it was way better than the same thing we got last week. Yeah, it was. Um, again, so uh, then Kurt says. Multi-man match at Extreme Rules. Not happening. Putting the kibosh on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of this Brock Lesnar contract situation, we're not going to do all that, which I don't know what the deal with that yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, isn't Kurt Angle the GM? Doesn't he have – can he just say, okay, well, we're still having this match. We're still he number one contender for the most Brock Lesnar. If Lesnar's not going to show up to defend the title, we're going to strip him of the title. He's like a super powerless I guess GM, so. Dude. I guess He's, so. Because, I mean, okay, here's the thing. This is what everybody's saying on the Twitter. I've seen this uh, multiple places. He hasn't defended since the Greatest Rumble. That was over 30 days ago. Aren't they supposed to defend every... Oh, cool. I can charge him. He knows he's here. He's supposed to defend it every 30 days. Um, it's like Prime Steve right there. It really is. Going on making a good point, and then you're just instantly distracted by something. It's an easy <laughs> enough... It's an easy enough... Look at Kevin Nash right there. <laughs> shoot Kevin we Nash. We signed this card never sent it out. <laughs> Oh, crap. Who does this belong to? I don't know. It's an easy enough thing to write out of, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what the, all they have to do, and here's the thing. like you, you can kind of extrapolate this anyways. All they have to do really is have Stephanie McMahon say, Brock Lesnar is such a special athlete. He's such a big attraction that he supersedes the rules. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, the same, it's the same line of argument that says, you know, Brock Lesnar doesn't have to be around every single week. Because he's a special athlete. Yeah. Vince McMahon said, does he get certain, you know, uh, perks, spe- or something like that. perks yeah. special treatment? Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. he does. He's yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So um, that stuff can be easily, you know, written off. Uh, but Take uh, my Kevin Nash coaster back. Oh, I miss that. Oh, it's shoot Kevin Nash. Can't you use the Scott Hall? No, this is what I was using. You're more of a Razor Ramon type anyway. I know, but when I picked my coaster, I picked Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, starting the paint's coming off a little bit. So in any event, uh, Roman and Bobby uh, josh at each other a bit more, and Kurt says, uh, all right, look. No, because, yeah, Roman says, well, now I don't have a match at Extreme Rules. You don't have a match at Extreme Rules. Let's have Rules. match Extreme Rules. Let's have match at Extreme Rules. It's funny because there was like a little bit of a pause because I think Roman lost his line, and then Kurt started to bring the microphone up, and then Roman started talking again about it. Just a little thing that I noticed. Um, but... Uh, and then did, did they say they were going to do it right then? Well, they said they wanted to, and Kurt says, well, I have other things to worry about. Yeah. And then the revival came out. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And said, you know, so, yeah. kind of, an, again, a repeat of last week. Pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, challenge him, match was made mm-hmm. by Baron. By Baron, yeah. He made the match. Let's get this. And it was, the funny thing is, it was like, oh, okay, Baron, good, good job. Like, there was actually, Baron didn't try. It wasn't like Kurt was like, okay, great idea. Let's do this. Baron was like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was like, okay, Baron is, to be honest with you, for a bunch of the stuff, Baron's doing a better job than Kurt is. Really is. So, uh, anyways, that led to the revival versus uh, Reigns and Lashley. A much better match than last a week. much better match than last week. And this one ended the way that last week should have. Yeah. Like, it was just a, a, a do-over. Like, a you know, like last week was, was a dry run. Course correction. Yes, course correction. So, exactly. anyways, the finish saw Lashley setting up uh, one of the revival guys for a spear. Roman tags himself in, and then Roman spears Scott Dawson, um, who's not the legal man. Mm-hmm. Dash Wilder is, mm-hmm. so he rolls up Roman, gets the pin. Yeah. All while uh, Bobby Lashley looked like he was primed to win the match. Mm-hmm. 
So, of course, this causes some tension between the two of them. Mm-hmm. There's a stare down. Lashley starts giving uh, Roman the business for uh, maybe losing the match for their team. Yeah. And that's how it ends. So we're going to get these two for sure at Extreme Rules, I would yeah. guess. And, you know, the crowd was genuinely surprised that the Revival went over. Mm-hmm. It looked great for them. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, so That's what I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Give them some good wins. Yeah. Good wins. And as, la- as of last week, you were wrong. And as of this week, you're right. So <laughs> it changes. It's, that's how the WWE yeah, works. Yeah, man. So, uh, but no, I mean, look. We can both hope, we can both pray that this is going to lead to bigger and better things for the revival. Yes. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, same. Uh, um, after next, that, we had a, a pretty cool uh, commercial for uh, Ray the Grizzlies. Mis- no, Ray Mysterio. Comartis. He is the uh, the pre-order, one of the pre-order bonus characters Yeah, man. in uh, WB2K19. Yeah. That's very cool. The commercial was great. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I guess this means he's coming back for sure at some point. Which one of us uh, is going to use? The, how are we going to book him in We Book Raw next year? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Cruiserweight champion, go back to his cruiserweight roots. All right, at least you to want start. to elevate two hundred five live cruiserweight champion. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, that's a ceiling in my book. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, he's great. He's a legend. No, I mean, he's a he former, looks great these yeah, days. Yeah, man, he's a former world champion, former cruiserweight champion as well. Yeah. Why are you so down on the cruiserweight championship, man? I'm I think it's a great role for him. Anyways, no, it's exciting. Uh, let's see here. I like, I, I was just at first when they had like Daniel Bryan wearing his mask, I was like, oh, American dragon. Oh yeah. Been great. Have the American dragon in the game. And I was like, Oh, it's right. Mysterio. That's cool too. That'd be cool if they could somehow, uh, do something where it's like all the top stars that would be, they go back to their indie days. Oh, Oh, see, that's the idea right there. Yeah. That's the gem idea. So you can be, you know, go back to, to the bingo halls as Tyler yes. black. Oh man. Kevin Steen and mm-hmm. PWG. El Generico. Oh man. Who else? I mean, AJ Consequences St- Creed. Yeah, AJ Styles was always AJ Styles. He was always AJ Styles. Unless, well, he was Air Styles in WCW. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You can be uh, Bob Roode as totally awesome. Oh, uh, what was uh, Claudio Castagnoli? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Chris Hero. With Chris and Chris Hero, yeah. Yeah. Kings Wrestling. Yeah. It was a lot of fun Samoa to be had. Joe was always Samoa Joe. Yeah, I think he was always Samoa Joe. We just do that. Can we just... John Moxley. Yeah, that's basically what we booked him as, though, I know. in ours. I know. Can we do that for next year's? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Like, instead of we book Raw, we book Indie WWE or something like that. That'd be like a lot that. of fun. That'd be cool. Anyways, um, make them all, like, slightly skinnier versions mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be so dumb. Anyways, next, we had a Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt promo. Okay, so my weird raw experience precluded me from watching this. Oh, it was more of the same. They were like, you my know, PlayStation View didn't record the episode. It so did you watch it, it on Hulu? It did. Well, here's the thing. It not only do I have it set for DVR, uh-huh. right? It didn't log that episode, and then on the PlayStation View, you have the option of either watching it through your DVR or yeah. watching the on-demand version that USA offers up. Neither of them were it existed. It was weird. And so I had watched. You think one has something to do with the other? I had watched the mid, probably. I had watched the middle hour yeah. last night uh, because Lacey was like watching something for her school. And, uh, and then I went to bed. So I had to watch first hour and third hour. Gotcha. And so I went to Hulu. And so I was watching Hulu, which is great because they get rid of all the video packages, um, except for the Alexa Bliss when I had that. So I watched Hulu and then I got on my internet. 
and I, I looked at the WWE's.com or their YouTube page for yeah. all the rest of the stuff. However, it did not include the Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Interesting. Promo. Anyway, it was brief. They were saying uh, Matt Hardy says about the imitation, most serious form of flattery, mm-hmm. you know, because B team did their impersonation of Matt and Bray last week. Yeah. It was just kind of that. Seven yeah. match between Matt and uh, Curtis Axel. Um, yeah, I did see that. I saw that. Curtis Axel ended up going over. That was awesome. Yeah. That and was... kind of a, in, in fluke nature. Yeah, sure. Just sort of fell on him, right? Yeah. I mean, they try yeah. to say that Matt Hardy's foot slipped. It looked like he slipped at all. Like he just fell. Mm-hmm. Um, but story-wise, I guess they had to come up with some explanation for it. Well, yeah, sure. And the B team did their impersonation again in, the, in a promo before the match. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Or like I the smoke machine that. was bothering them, so they were yeah, coughing. That was funny. The crowd seems to really enjoy whenever uh, Bo Dallas shows up as a... Uh, Bray Wyatt because he does Bo Wyatt as, yeah because he does such a great job um, and then uh, in, in in sort of appreciation of the win they got a standing ovation from uh, Matt and Bray yeah uh, wonderful yeah wonderful your resilience was wonderful um, next AOP's walking backstage now I didn't see this and I'm sad oh, about this right. when I saw it because I was looking through your notes I was like I want to make sure I didn't miss anything and this was not available for me to see all anyway right, so AOP's just walking backstage and they pass by this guy and, and I think it was Acom just pushes him over just pushes him over yeah it wasn't a wrestler just somebody working backstage just pushes him over did you notice all the uh, well there was at Todd from later on yeah indie wrestler I think uh, in OCCW mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. and then also there was the dude that we saw live he was the guy that Braun asked. Uh, we saw him at SPW, I think. Uh, the dude who looked kind of like a Todd Parker type with the mustache and the blonde hair. Oh, yeah. He was the guy Braun asked um, oh, yeah, if yeah, he's yeah, seen yeah. Kevin Owens. Oh, and he said, oh, but I'm new here. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So, Acom, oh, yeah, Acom shoves that guy over, and they, uh, AOP keeps walking. They're confronted by Titus Worldwide. Mm-hmm. Titus says, you know, there's a lot of people that work backstage here at Raw, just like we do, to make the show the best show possible. Mm-hmm. Essentially saying, don't mess with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, AOP says, oh, thanks for the advice, sarcastically, and they walk off. Mm-hmm. Um, leading to a match later on for AOP. They actually return to Raw. Yes. I haven't seen them in a while. Uh, next, we got Bailey and Alicia Fox backstage. Uh, Bailey was welcoming Alicia Fox back to Raw. Kurt Angle steps in, and he tells Bailey. You and Sasha Banks are teaming up tonight. And Bailey doesn't want it to happen. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to deal with that. No. Why are you making me do that? Stop it. Yeah. Uh, Next, Authors of Pain versus Rich and Rex Gibson. Oh, man. One of those flipping, uh, when, uh, what's this, one of the Authors of Pain sort of dumped. uh, Oh, on the apron? On the apron? Oh, I know. God, that looked bad. That was intense. That looked nasty. Yeah, it was. These poor guys, though. They were dressed up. Corey Graves said something like, you know, they look like they're dressed up to play Christmas elves because they're all in, like, super bright red and green. I know. Um, yeah, they got absolutely destroyed. Oh, heck yeah. Anyways, uh, after they destroyed uh, Rich and uh, Rex. Was it Rich and Rex? Yeah. yeah. Rich and Rex Gibson. Um, they just, they proceeded to, uh, continue destroy to destroy them, them after the bell. And then Titus Worldwide, the first uh, soon-to-be victims of the Authors of Pain, came yeah. out um, to make the save. Uh, Titus was in a suit. It's funny. I like that they were dressed in. We know we're not having a match tonight. Oh, I know. Attire. I know. Titus was in a suit, and Apollo had some track pants on. Oh, okay. But yeah. he had his his merch shirt. He had his merch shirt on, but that like this is probably comfy, anyways. And then he had his like his track pants on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, next, Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin backstage. Um, I uh, love this segment. Oh, this was great. Um, Finn Balor. You know, he comes in. He's upset about 
uh, the uh, the the multi man match being off. Yeah, for he said, rules. I thought I'd have a. I thought I was really chomping on the bit to do this, and Corbin said, "What? No, man, you would have come up short." And then Finn said, "You look like you work at TGI Fridays." <laughs> he did. That was hilarious. He looked like TJ in that new vest of yours. And Kurt Angle started laughing. He did. Braun Strowman shows up, and he's like, I feel like I've been rude to Kevin Owens. He just wants to be my friend, so I figured I'd give him a shot. I want to tag team with him tonight. Kurt Angle's again. He's like, wow, against two. And he said, these two. And Finn's like, yeah. And Kurt Angle didn't in that one. It Kurt was Angle. two weeks ago that Braun called Finn his little buddy. I know. Well. Guess not anymore. He's fickle. Uh, did, is this when Kurt Angle said it's a runaway, runaway train again? Oh, I missed that. Did he, he didn't that? run off at some point during the episode. Man, this really turned to a runaway train. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, in any event, so yeah. And the thing that I, the thing that I kind of liked about this, it was kind of interesting, is that Constable Corbin didn't even like try to put a stop to it. Oh no! Like he's got some authority, but it's still kind of nebulous. Like what, what is his yeah, authority? Yeah, when exactly? can he step in exactly? When is he overstepping his bounds? Yeah. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, by the way, that he's totally doing the Christa Brothers thing. Uh, I don't know if they do it now. I think they still do it. But they, they wrestle in dress attire as mm-hmm. well in, like, you know, business casual, basically. Um, so, yeah, I guess that there is some precedence for it. Yes. I wonder if Baron Corbin watches Impact. Anyways. I uh, Let's see here. So that match was set up. Yes. Next, uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James come out for a promo. This is really long. It felt really long. Well, number one, so they, they, they walk, they have their entrance, and then they play. Oh, they long. A really long video package, package. about Alexa Bliss winning money in the bank, cashing in. Right. Yeah. And then she talked for a very long time. At a certain point, it just gets boring. Sorry. Not everybody can be Samoa Joe. There's only a small handful of guys on the roster who can talk for like five entire minutes and you want to hear them Mm -hmm. talk some more Mm -hmm. Samoa Joe probably Kevin Owens Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens is endlessly entertaining Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't even put Braun there and Braun's entertaining that's pretty much the only two I can think of probably just Samoa Joe and and Samoa I'm sorry and Kevin Owens oh New Day five minutes is a long time I could well depending on the, the, the the material if it's big E heavy maybe yeah yeah He's so damn funny. Oh, heck yes. Yeah, maybe the New Day. I might be able to stand the Usos for five minutes. Oh, maybe. They're pretty good, Yeah, too. they are pretty good. Yeah, they make me laugh. Any, any, Alexa Bliss is not on the list. She's not on there. Maybe even Becky Lynch. Maybe. Her accent is so damn charming. I know. But it's not Alexa Bliss. So she talked and talked and talked. And then Natalia came out. She talked. And she said, you know, I'm going to get back at you for, you know, doing what you did to my friend Ronda Rousey. And, uh, so Alexa, they have a match. Yeah, so they have a match. And then she said, by the way, I didn't come alone. And Nia Jax shows up. Full face Nia Jax. Yeah. And uh, everybody starts cheering her. She's good as a, You know, hey, you know what, though? Kind of illustrates a point. You go from a heel, even if it's for one feud, back to a face, you get a bigger pop. I guess Once so. Once you go back to being a face. I guess so. Do it with Roman Reigns. One feud. Super heel. Go back to a face. He'll be the guy. Don't think so. Don't think it's going to work that way for Roman Reigns. It's going to work, man. It's going to no. work. Uh, anyways, uh, Alexa Bliss versus Natalia happened. Um, uh, Bliss was running the ropes. The match was like shorter than the promo. Yeah, it was. It was super short. Nia Jax tripped her up. Uh, Natalia puts her in the sharpshooter. Alexa taps. Natalia wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. They have Alexa Bliss tapping out left and right. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, after that, we had a Seth Rollins interview saying, I'm going to do what I need to do to win. Tonight. New strategy. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. He, he's going to get that title back. Next, Jinder Mahal doing a photo shoot. This was weird. Yeah. It was hilarious and weird. So he was, they were having a photo shoot, and the whole point of this. I like that photo shoot now as like a consistent setup for them. I know, it's great. I know. It's like, we can't, we don't really want to do a promo. What do we do? Photo shoot. Photo shoot. We take a lot of pictures. Yeah, we need, we need content for WWE.com. Exactly. Um, and so it was Jinder and Sunil in a photo shoot. And the Riot Squad shows up. So this entire thing was just to show the Riot Squad again being a mild inconvenience. So they show up. They say, oh, we want to take pictures. And Ruby Wright grabs the, uh, the camera and she starts to take some pictures of Jinder. Jinder doesn't bat an eye. He continues to pose. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, maybe because we're all heels, we're all cool. No, she takes the camera. She smashed it on the ground. And then what happened after that? Uh, Jinder was – remember when he kind of first came back? After he resigned, okay, he was doing this well, like he did last week, where he, you know, he's trying to be all peaceful and stuff when he's not in matches, and that was his thing. He was just trying oh, to be, you know, like, okay, oh, it's all good. It's serenity now, kind of, yeah. Okay, I kind of missed that was the that's what he was doing last week. Maybe that's yeah, what. yeah, because it was okay. really brief. He just did a brief promo talking about how you know he he needs to, or I remember the exact language he used. Because the riot squad and me. We were all freaked out by it. Like, I don't know if they were doing, like, putting, like, a curse on them or something. No, I, I, going, I, I, I'm, I think what the, the idea was is that Ruby Wright smashed the camera expecting to get one reaction out of Ginger. Oh. She got pro- probably the opposite reaction, and it was confusing. That is very confusing to me as well, though. <laughs> I'll tell you. I was like, that is a weird reaction. So no, I thought it was I thought it was surreal and which is kind of funny to me. Yeah. Oh, Alex C says the Miz can carry a promo for five minutes. Yeah, if he's in the right feud. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that show looks funny. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. After that, we had the match: Sasha, Bailey, and Ember Moon. Man, I can't get enough Ember. We talked about this yesterday. Oh, she's fantastic. We asked uh, somebody asked us who has the best suicide dive, and you said Big E, and I'm I'm with you on that. Oh one. yeah, Ember Moon has to be up there. I think I think no. Is the question is best spear? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Never mind then. Yeah, but if hey, if you want to talk about best suicide dives, oh, Ember Moon's up. Ember there. Moon and Akira Tozawa. Yeah, because when she did, I was like, man, she did that so fast. Like she revs her engine. Before yeah, she yeah. Goes she really gets there. a lot of speed. Going. It's fantastic. She's so good. Samoa Joe's got a great suicide dive because he leads with his elbow. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, so yeah, versus the Riot Squad, uh, Ruby Riot picked up the pin on Sasha. There wasn't really a whole lot of uh, shenanigans in this match too. Yeah, not really. Um, the finish was a bit overbooked, but the the pin was relatively clean. Yeah, and it then was. and then just as soon as the bell rang and, and the right squad left, Bailey hopped in there and destroyed Gee, Sasha. There was no. I like this because there was no hesitation. There was no like, let me let's stare at each other for two minutes before this happens. She ran into the ring and just annihilated Sasha, and the crowd went nuts for it. Yep, they went absolutely nuts for it. And uh, Bailey brought so she attacked her in the ring, threw her out of the ring, chucked her into the ring steps, chucked her in the ring steps again, and then hovered over her and said, "You ain't shit." Yeah, they had to bleep her. Yeah, she said, "You ain't." Well, she shit. said, "This isn't. This is for everything you've do, you've done to me. Yeah, not just this past week." Yeah. Oh man! And then her music kicked in, and it's all jovial, and yeah. she's like menacing. Yeah. Oh. 
people love when people get violent. That's why that's exactly what I was talking to you about, Dean Ambrose. If he tries to go heel, it might backfire. If he tries to go heel on Seth Rollins, people might just erupt. They just like violence, man. Oh, I know. That's why it has to be way over, over the top. Yeah. Like way over the top. I don't know. Like even the more over the top, maybe even the well, better. Well, I think, I think the reason people pop for Bailey is because they've been waiting to see that yeah, that's true. for like a year and a half. That's true. You know? That's true. Whereas Dean, we've seen him be violent before. Yeah. But like if he goes over the top and busts Seth open or something like yeah. that. Oh, and I, then, I'd, then I'd keeps pop. going. I'd pop. Well, you would. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. People would love that. Dean Ultra Face. No, heel. Seth middling heel. He he busts Seth open and then and then poops in the middle of the ring right next to him. <laughs> That's a heel move, right? I might even cheer that. No, not it's... I'm not speaking for you. Okay. I know you have your own. <laughs> well, parents would be upset. Yes. So yeah, you get parent heel heat. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But like weird creep like me heat. No man, it's all face. exactly. That's face right there. Face of the company. I mean, we could do that in 2K18. I'd be doing that every week. That's <laughs> how the main event ninety percent of the way there. Yeah. Dean's already walking around in his underwear. It was like pee pee stains. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. I like it. No man, people love this. They loved it. Yeah. And uh, and I really love how they resolved this later on. Mm hmm. Uh, no. Kurt. Uh, yeah, Kurt backstage. Kevin Owens goes up to him and says, wait, I'm going to be Braun's tag team partner? No way, man. Freaking love Kevin Owens so much. He's so good. He is so stinking good. Um, and Kurt's like, yeah, man. He's like, just look. He says, he seems genuine. He seems sincere. <laughs> this, 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 whatever this is, feud partnership, this is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's not going to end anytime soon. No. Um I mean, is this going to be, are they thinking that, like, tentatively, this is going to be the Kevin Owens match at SummerSlam? Kevin Owens, Braun Strowman? Well, they're going to have a match at Extreme Rules. I think that was announced by the venue. A cage match between two of them. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be interesting. It could continue on to SummerSlam. If that actually happens. Um, But then if the the, the news is be believed that the pay-per-view after SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, it's going to be Owens and Reigns. Yeah. I, who knows? I mean, yeah, we can take that with a oh, I know. Cards right have to change. Yeah. But I don't know, man. So here's my prediction. They might want, or they might have originally planned for whatever all that is, but this partnership might get so over so quickly because of who it is. They might hesitate. This might be like a Daniel Bryan Kane type thing, oh, you know, maybe. where it gets over so quick, so fast, and people are just into it. And they're like, oh, okay, well, hold on a second. Let's give them a run with the tag straps. You know, that kind of thing. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it resolves itself pretty quickly after Extreme Rules. It might, yeah, I mean, it might. It, it, it might, might just go, be a placeholder thing. It might go downhill next week, and then the match will be set. I mean, how many weeks are we out from Extreme Rules? What is it, July? Uh, Mid-July, I want to say 17th or something like that. Okay. So, yeah, well, there's plenty of time for all that. But, man, that was that was. That whole all that stuff was awesome. Um, so, anyways, after that, uh, Noe Jose versus Mojo Raleigh. That's what was supposed to happen. Never happened. Yeah, Noe Jose came out, of course, with his entourage, his conga line. Uh, Mojo Raleigh comes out uh, and cuts a promo, just saying, "You want a rematch?" He sort of like I was expecting him to come back around to the "I'm focused" thing, and he kind of didn't. Um, he just ran down. He said, "What you want a rematch?" Who are those people you with? And he goes over and he's running down the conga line. He finds one dude named Todd. Dressed like a cheeseburger. He says, this is the closest you're ever going to get to being a, a WWE superstar. 
this is the pinnacle life achievement, or this is the pinnacle achievement of your life right here. It was good. Yeah, no, it was good. It was, I mean, it was rude. It was, oh, yeah. it was sad. But he's a heel. But he's a heel, so it was effective. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Mojo to have him turn that corner where he can be like, I want the best for Mojo. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Could What's his ceiling? Like, does he have limitless potential? No. Or limited potential? Uh, right now, limited, but. Give me, give me a parallel. Give me another career that he can aim to, he can aspire to. I'm trying to think of like a mid-card heel that had a decent career but maybe not won any titles. Right, yeah. That's kind of what I think. I mean, regardless of who that is, that's yeah. kind of where I think he is. Yeah. I mean, his mic work's been really good. It's been really up. good. They need to figure something out. But with... he's just missing something in his packaging, his character. Yeah. He's missing something. You're right. I wonder if his... I think his ceiling is higher as a face, to be honest with you. Oh, it could be. Because he has a kind face. Yeah. As a, you know, when he was doing the sincere mojo, I thought that was really good stuff. Yeah. Well, I liked the way he was doing sincere mojo, but then he could turn it on and be hype mojo. Right, yeah. Hype mojo, book correctly, people can get behind. Yeah, right. You know? And in that case, his ceiling is like over face who never actually wins any titles. So maybe it's the same thing. You know? Maybe well, maybe one would give him a, a better paycheck. Because then he'll sell some merch. That, yeah, there you go. There you go. So his match doesn't happen. Insane. Yeah, he just knocks out freaking Noe Jose, though. Yeah. Because uh, Noe Jose's like, come on, man. Let's have a match. Because Mojo came out and started his promo saying, rematch? Why do you get a rematch? Yeah. And so instead, he just decked him there yeah. on, the, on the on the mat. Uh, next, Kurt Angle finds Bailey, says, uh, well, you need to go to counseling. If not, you're going to be fired. Why? So, what? What? I don't get that. This is really bad. Other people fight and they don't have to go to counseling. This is really bad. It is really bad. However, if you take the fact that this is. You see that Dr. Shelby offered his services? Yeah, that was funny. I know they're not attempting to write Kurt Angle as a really bad GM. Are you sure about that? I don't think they would because do that. Because they keep saying that this train's getting out of control. That's a that good means point. he's being overwhelmed. That's a good point. That means he's he's not bad at his job. He's having a hard time handling it. Because this is a really bad decision. Yeah. And so at least it's consistent with the Kurt Angle character. I understand that. I just feel like at every opportunity when they can really push forward with this feud and take it places. Yeah, I know. They just kind of say, "All right, we'll push for now." Okay, so here's here's the here's the 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 cup half full thing. We're gonna get a match. We'll probably get a cup of them. We're going to get a killer match at Extreme Rules. We're going to get a killer match at SummerSlam. Yeah. That's kind of the only thing that matters. However, didn't did, – so wait, was it this one? I think it was during the – did he say something about the women's revolution? Yeah. Well, okay. He said, like, you need to – He said, what about the women's revolution? you got to calm down. Right. Here's the thing about the women's revolution. The women's revolution is based on the idea that what you do with the men, the women should have the same opportunities. And what Kurt Angle's – Mantra is with the men always is settle in the ring. We settle these things in the ring. He doesn't go to any of the men and said, You guys need to go to counseling. Yeah. He doesn't do that. No. However, it is in line with him being a god awful GM. Well, then they should be across the board consistency. Well, I think there's consistency is in his inconsistency, which is why he's a bad GM. I'm going to lay Well, I'm saying is there should be like group therapy sessions. 
Oh, I'd be all in on that. That'd, that'd be great. So we have Bailey and Sasha there. Some other people that might be feuding have Kevin Owens Braun and Braun and there. Finn. Braun, Finn, and Kevin Owens. Yeah. That's what it should be. And on top of that, so here's the problem with it, though, also, is that the Daniel Bryan Kane counseling sessions were hilarious. Yeah. Um, this does. This is not a humorous moment. This does not be a humorous moment. Um, so this is going to be bad. Oh, yeah. This is going to be bad. This going to be painfully bad. Let me ask you something. What are the odds they have the same dude who is writing Sammy and Bobby oh, doing dear. this? I hope not. Because if that's the case, it's going to be so cringeworthy. It's going to be a train wreck. It's going to be awful and not entertaining. Oh. It's going to be, I want to turn this off. Yeah. If Lacey's in the room when this is on, I'm going to be embarrassed. Yeah. I'm going to say, Lace, I'm going to go get a real job now. Yeah. Because this is the stuff that I have to talk about tomorrow. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it's going to be really bad, dude. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had... Uh, Strowman and Kevin yeah. Owens taking oh. on Finn Balor and Constable Corbin. This was my main event, man. This was great. This was fun. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. There were so many... You know, you had number one, you got Finn and Finn can't stand Corbin. Mm -hmm. Corbin will tag himself in and annoy the hell out of Finn. Well, that one time he tagged Finn in, and as soon as Finn got one move off, he Baron tagged himself back in. Yeah, that's right. With a gosh darn smirk on his face. Yeah, I know. There was so much of that. There was uh, Braun tagging Kevin Owens. Get in here! Oh, the best, the best was Braun setting up Finn and Corbin on the oh, outside the shoulder tackles yeah the shoulder tackles and then telling Kevin Owens do the shoulder tackles Kevin Owens at first is freaked out Kevin Owens is freaked out the entire time oh yeah you're basically tag teaming with like a T-Rex well he's constantly yeah he's constantly on edge exactly <laughs> and so Kevin Owens gets Finn with one and then he runs into a clothesline with Baron Corbin Braun comes down uh, delivers another one to Corbin. Corbin gets out of the way, and Braun hits the ring the, post. The ring post. I'm in the end. Baron and Finn brawl up the ramp. Yeah, get counted. At, Finn gets counted out. Yeah. Well, they both get counted out. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. and so uh, Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman win. Yes. And so afterwards, Owens, um, he's talking to Braun. Very excited. Very excited. Kind of pushes him a little bit, but right, he's excited. Exactly. He's happy. He extends his hand. Yeah. And Braun just stares at it and stares at him and starts getting angry. And Kevin Owens like. Come on, man. Come on. Don't do that. Come on. Come on. Let's just shake my hand. Come on. Come on. He's so excited. He's so excited. But also, he wants the reassurance that he's not getting get beat up. Oh, and he knows that that power slam. Like, you look in Braun's eyes, and you're like, am I going to get power slam right now? He's very cognizant. Yes. Kevin was so great. And so instead of risk it. He just bails. He bails. He, he gets out of there. sprints up the ramp, stands on the stage. Braun gets his, his briefcase and then chases after him. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they run backstage. Uh, there was a quick shot backstage of, of Kevin Owens running, hiding in a, a, I guess they said it was a coach's room, and then Braun running up the same corridor a little bit later, yeah. asking somebody working backstage, you ever find out who that was? Oh, I forget his name, man, and it bums me out so bad. He says, have you seen Kevin Owens? And this guy says, I just started here. I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then Braun says, Ur! runs up a ramp. Um, come back from commercial. Owens gets out of the uh, coach's room, runs up the ramp, goes up to the, the valet, says, give me my keys. Mm -hmm. And he says, I don't have your keys. What do you mean you don't have my keys? Give me my keys. They're on the board there. Give me my keys. Yeah. And he says, I don't have your keys. He has them. Camera pans over, and there's Braun Strowman uh, with his briefcase saying, you know, I hope you have insurance on your car, Kevin. And so camera goes over to the opposite side, and there's Kevin Owens' rental car turned over. Yeah. Steaming. There's a couple security guys. 
using fire extinguishers, put mm-hmm. the flames out. It's pretty great. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was it was so good. I loved it. I thought that should have been the last thing we saw. But instead, we had a killer. We had a really killer main event match that just had a wonk finish. Yeah, um, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I mean, they gave this thing like twenty minutes. It was fantastic. Um, all sorts of false finishes. All sorts of you know thin two and two point eight second uh, kickouts. Yeah. Um, we had a uh, Seth hitting Dolph with the. Uh, the ripcord knee, knee plus, or the that cool knee, sorry, that cool knee, the revolution knee. What did you talk about? How Drew Slayer. Drew got kicked out of the match. Oh yeah, that's right. Seth that's was right. running the ropes to do a suicide dive on Dolph. Drew him in the back. Mm-hmm. Ref didn't see it, but he got the sense that something was amiss. Yeah, he started arguing with Drew. Drew saying, you need to pay attention to what's going on in the air. And then the ref tosses him. Yeah, he tossed him. Um, and then after that, Seth hits that cool knee. Dolph and the match the went on for like a good, you know, they get a good 20, so, yeah. 20, 25 minutes for the whole yeah. match. It was fun. It yeah. started out slow mm-hmm. and then built up to a, a, a kind of a fever pitch, and the crowd was super into it. The crowd was really into it. The yeah. first half of it, Dolph had the upper hand 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. Every time Seth would try to mount some offense, Dolph mm-hmm. had to counter for it or yeah. get control pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, towards the end, when Seth was really starting to string some offense together. Because he kicked out of a zigzag, and then there's a spot where he, he and Dolph were, you know, like angling for position on the top rope. Seth hits superplex Falcon Arrow, and then Drew out of nowhere runs in, pulls the ref out during the pinfall, and then like tosses the ref aside. Mm-hmm. DQ finish. Seth wins. Yeah. Um, uh, Drew goes after Seth, starts beating him up. He and Dolph are about to do something very painful to him. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns makes the save. Yeah. So I'm guessing next week. We're going to get Reigns and Seth versus Dolph and Drew. So Reigns going to be involved essentially two feuds now. Because he's got this Lashley thing going on. And now he's yeah. helping out Seth. Kind of weird. Yeah. It's been a perfect spot for Dean, but I guess he's not ready. I know. That's what I mean. That's honestly where I figured it was going to go. I figured that we'd have Seth trying to beat the odds for a couple weeks until Dean was ready to go again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, may, this I guess this could be the kind of thing where you know next week we get a backstage thing with Roman and Seth. There will probably be a tag team match, and then maybe Roman will say, "Hey, man, I got this other stuff to do. I got Bobby." To well, it might with. be a, that that match, and then eventually, I mean, if uh, it hasn't been confirmed, but I'm guessing we're gonna get Seth versus Dolph at Extreme Rules and some sort of stipulation match. Maybe you don't think this is headed towards uh, Seth versus uh, Drew? Yeah, ultimately, yeah, after Extreme Rules, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know what the SummerSlam match is going to be then. I don't know. Because you got to figure that that there's enough moving pieces here that this is... Or they could be also be setting up for post-Extreme Rules Roman Drew. That Yeah, I thought that too, yeah. Which would be killer. I think mm-hmm. it would be really good. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. I mean, as long as Drew looks good. I know. You know that's, that's a massive if. I mean, that's that's what I sort of initially thought when they were staring each other down. Even when Seth was staring down Drew, I was like, man, I'm not sure Drew is going to have much. I mean, when you're a heel, you got to look. It's Either you got to be mean or you got to cheat. And they're not going to job Seth out to Drew, and they're not certainly not going to job. Well, I think it's more likely that they would job Seth out to Drew as opposed to Roman. They're, yeah, I agree I with that. I, mean, the I only agree way, with that, but, man, they really love Seth. I don't even know about that. You know. Well, I mean, if, if they do a thing where Seth – has to overcome the odds because mm-hmm. when you get Drew, you don't just get Drew. You get Drew with Dolph. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, and he just, at least the first match comes up short because the numbers game just isn't working in his advantage. Mm-hmm. Something like that, maybe. I think, but either, my, my thing is this, either way, Seth just dropped the IC title. I think they really, really like Seth. Well, I, yeah, I imagine and, they, he dropped the belt to move on to something yeah, larger. Yeah, larger, yeah, that's the thing. And I think they want larger, obviously they want larger things. They want the largest things for Roman. Yeah. And they want larger things for Seth. And I'm kind of worried that, like, Drew is going to be a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And man, I really don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that either. But if he if he has a really, really good showing... Yeah, I'm sure he will. I mean, kind of like in the end, Roman went over Braun. But man, that feud with Roman and uh, Braun did wonders for Braun. Oh, yeah, for did Braun's everything Roman. for Braun, yeah. So if it's that kind of situation, yeah. then I'm totally into yeah. it. Let's answer some questions. Yes. Uh, Haven Elric at TakeOver Chicago 2, Johnny Gargano sported a Captain America-themed attire. Mm-hmm. What three main roster and or NXT superstars should have a superhero-themed attire, and what would they be? Uh, Gargano had a great uh, close-up on all that, like a very Oh, yeah, he's posted on Twitter today or on yesterday. Twitter or Instagram, something like that, yeah. Um, Naomi, I want to see her sporting Green Lantern attire. Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. That'd be really good. Yeah, that'd be neat. Um, Lars Sullivan should sport... I've been watching Thor Ragnarok a lot lately. He should sport some Jack Kirby-esque... Uh, new stuff. gods. Well, I'm thinking oh. like new gods or uh, like Thor Asgard type stuff. How many times have you seen Thor? Ragnarok? Like mm-hmm. probably a lot because it's like Bama's favorite new movie. Mm. Now she went out and got a Mjolnir. Oh, the old, uh, the Thor hammer, hammer. Yeah, yeah. So it's like her face. She loves the part where you see Hulk's butt because <laughs> you see his naked butt in a comedic scene, and when she says Hulk's booty. <laughs> um. So I've seen it probably seven or eight times by now wow but every time i see jeff goldblum's bit you, i can never watch it enough oh yeah he's flipping hilarious he's so he's so damn good anyways um, um who else and then, who's john cena <laughs> well i would have figured he's captain america what about superman yeah it'd be superman i guess yeah it'd be superman yeah yeah Let's see here. Uh, the Tyler Farrar. Does Dolph take the title into Extreme Rules, or does he lose it before then? And how long do you see the IC title reign lasting? I think it'd be great if he held on to that belt all the way up to his feud with Drew. Yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They have a really good thing going with the IC title right now. It is the workman's belt. Mm-hmm. It is the fighting guy's belt. Um, they've booked Dolph strong enough that he can beat any number of sub-Seth guys, obviously, especially with Drew in his corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I want him to carry it until, like, Mania next year when if, if Drew and him go to Mania, mm-hmm. take a feud into Mania mm-hmm. and have Drew pick up the IC title. Yeah, that'd be good. But keep that title prestigious. Yes, yes. Richard Nason, what happens with Revival now since they got a win i have no idea hopefully they win another and another and I, another i i am not gonna bet victory on that. after victory after <laughs> victory <laughs> over here over there <laughs> uh isaac m did they ruin bailey and sasha's storyline already with his counseling bs wait and see how this counseling goes before we, we make yeah. a real determination but I'm, I'm not i'm not optimistic however what the only thing that matters is the matches the matches are good, and they will be. That's all that's going to matter. I hope. I really hope. Um, Alex Foster, before you knew wrestling was staged, was there any weird, silly things you believed about it? I don't think so. I never... So the first I knew about pro wrestling, I remember... 
And I know ne- you never know how you know this stuff. You just, yeah, I just sort of knew. I mean, obviously, I was informed somehow. I yeah, didn't I think just my, look at that and be like, man, they're really working out there, you know? I, no, didn't, I think my dad told me pretty early on that it was all Yeah, I mean, I just... Choreographed. I mean, he said fake, but, you know. Like, I knew Hulk Hogan as a cartoon character because we got the, the because cartoon. Because before you knew him as a wrestler, right? Yeah, but I think I also understood that that was a thing. I, it was such a long time. I was such a young kid that I don't remember, but I've always known, it, I've always understood that it was fake. So I don't, I yeah. don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, the real slow wolf. Should Jericho start his own stable in New Japan? I can imagine the Killer Elite Squad being in the Y2J stable. Who else should join him? Killer Elite Squad already in a stable. Suzuki Goon. Well, let's let's. I like the the premise. No, the free agents though. only. Oh well, you're just looking at all of Taguchi Japan. No, they're in a stable. They're not a real stable. That's a stable they're man. Not a real stable. All right, Who, who's in Jericho's stable? This is like an old mean guy stable. So him, Minoru Suzuki. Oh, I like that. I like that idea. Um, that's good. Like Yuji Nagata can turn heel. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Half, yeah. Who was in the New Japan Rumble this year? Um, Like uh, Tenzan and Kojima. Yeah. That that's could be fun. It's my favorite thing every year is the New Japan Rumble. Oh, I know. It's the best. Results. I don't want cheeseburger there. No, I like what you said. Old bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt Rousen. Am I the only one who wants to see Bailey counseling be led by Dr. Shelby next week? Wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't because that would be comedic. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know. Maybe they can play with the comedy. Who knows? I, well, I, I kind of feel like. Would, I what would you f- rather see? Entertaining comedy or cringeworthy drama? I mean, entertaining comedy. Yeah, right. So long as it's, it fits in with the story they're trying to tell. But it won't. No. <laughs> it won't. What if they resolve their differences through counseling and we don't actually get the matches? Oh, man. That's the worst case scenario. But it, it's actually like not out of the question. Uh, Lindsay DXHBK. Hey there, friendos. Power rank top five wrestlers you like to see doing your going in raw int- intro. Obviously, number one would be Baron Corbin saying, hey. You're not me. You're no, watching Going In Raw. That's number two. Number one is Finn Balor calling it real. Yeah. Yeah. That's number one. And then I want Kevin Owens saying something. I don't yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. but he's flipping great. Samoa Joe. Oh, Becky Lynch. Oh, that'd be great too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Samoa Joe would be great. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Diddly Doodler. I was listening to Busted Open this morning, and Bully Ray asked, when was the last edgy moment in WWE? He said, I wanted to pose that question to you guys. And does there need to be an edgy moment for the WWE to have a good product? I think my answer is probably Kevin Owens headbutting Vince McMahon. Oh to, yeah, to blood. Yeah, probably that. Yeah, that was like oh, did or they just go too far. Or Lesnar dropping so many elbows on Orton's head that it bu- got busted oh, open. Oh god. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Vince McMahon's like a million years old. He should not be taking no. Uh, CM Punk finds it inadmissible in court. Who's more over, Braun Strowman or Thanos? Braun Strowman's way more over. Oh, well, yeah. He's way over. I mean, mm-hmm. Thanos has that good heel heat. But, you know, he killed like half the people. Sorry. 
Wait, what are you doing? Um, uh, booby booby bum bum. Um, he says, holy shit, Roman got pinned mostly clean by the revival. My question is, I saw people complaining that this revival <clears throat> Roman Bobby thing is bad because it's 50-50 booking. Can it really be considered 50-50 booking when it's a borderline jobber pinning a main eventer? No, revival pinning uh, Reigns essentially counts as three wins. For the revival, it does. So long as they can keep winning matches after that. That's the big if. Yes. That's a massive caveat. Yes, it is massive. Because otherwise it's a fluke. Yeah. If they lose, they can maybe lose one more match in the next three weeks and be okay. But if they lose more than two matches in the next three weeks, then that win means nothing. And you're assuming they have a match each of those weeks. Yes, referring which is, to. again, a huge assumption. Again, a huge assumption. Uh, Nick Montenegro, what do you guys think of Zach Gibson? Um, I like what I've seen him so far. Hey, I'm really happy that WWE totally spoiled the winner of the flipping tournament. Oh, I know. Like, look, you air it at noon Pacific time, right? And then Raw is on at five Pacific time. You're giving people essentially a three a three to four hour window to watch the program. Like, if if the tournament is, I'm assuming it's two hours. Even if it's one, even if it's one hour, you're giving yeah four hours to watch that in its entirety. To understand who the winner of the tournament is. And not get it spoiled. And they, they toss that in a Raw commercial. What yeah. the hell? Yeah, no. I wanted to watch it and be, I mean, look, to be honest, I spoiled. And I'm not going to say <clears throat> if it was Zach Gibson or not, that one. But, uh, you know, I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Bra- I like when he curses, though. I saw him in progress cursing. I thought it was cool. Bronze grappling hook, which wrestlers would make the funniest counselors. Well, no, Xavier Woods, I, well, at least I think he has a PhD in psychology. Oh, Big E, he should be a sex counselor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. <laughs> it's all innuendo. <laughs> Nothing medical. Richard Nason says, Larson, at random times during today's show, just sing True Buds, like you do on Stephen Larson Book Raw. True, True Buds. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. We have a first question here from Jim, Jeremy Holsworth. By the way, our questions are all, uh, we all get them from our $1 and up patrons, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and we make sure everybody gets at least one question answered. Um, will Dolph Ziggler resurrect his career, or he'll, will he be plagued once again with the classic start-stop pushes? Is he destined, I think he's saying essentially, is this all just a service Drew or will he finally have a healthy upper mid card, sometimes main event character? Is this what did you say yesterday about the the analogy to Impact Wrestling? I don't remember. You said, oh, Dolph is the Impact Wrestling of WWE. Yeah, for you. Yes, like your your view. To of answer Impact. his question, yes. I, well, I think first and foremost, this whole uh, Dolph Drew partnership is to service Drew in the end. Yeah, I don't think this Dolph is Dolph will get to, some short-term benefit. Yeah. Long-term is going to benefit Drew. This is not going to launch Dolph. It's only down here. For, it's only downhill for, Dolph, or, for Dolph. Or maybe a slight lateral move. Yeah. But yeah, probably down. Uh, PJ Segundo, another first question. Do you guys think the WWE UK Championship will be renamed the NXT UK Championship or will the NXT UK Division get a whole different top championship. I think the UK championship is probably going to be defended in the NXT UK division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, buds. It's a little late in the show, but Richard Nathan asked, and I will deliver. Good. 
Um, oh, Philip Brown with the first question and a really good one. Do you guys think that Sasha and Bailey can recreate the greatness of their takeover matches, even if their face heel dynamics are switched? In essence, are we going to get what heel we Bailey? saw takeover? Well, no. Are we oh. going to get the level of quality we saw at takeover? I'm with you. Probably not because it's not NXT. Yep. And for some reason, for some reason, hey, they just they just let them do something different there. Ronan Cahill. So after Kurt described the show as a run, runaway train last week and this week, are you got you guys are tasked with booking a runaway? I can't talk right now. Runaway train match. Extreme rules. What are the rules and who are the participants? Well, it's got to be Braun, Finn, Baron, Kevin Owens. Let me ask you something. What? I'm assuming the definition of a runaway train is a train sans an engineer, right? Yeah, it's out of control. It's running on its own, essentially. It's on its own, Yeah, right? I mean, because trains, they run on tracks, but they're supposed to stop at certain times. Yeah, and there's someone in the front of the train that controls that, that with levers and right. dials and knobs The runaway and aspect of it is simply removed. There's the, no one in control, therefore right. it's a train essentially existing on its own, operating on its own, so long as it's got you know, like coal or producing steam. Yeah. Yeah. But still, as long as you stay away from the tracks, it's not like it's going to run into buildings or anything. Yeah. You know, so. Well, there's there's a possibility that, that, you know, when it's going around a curve, it's got too much speed. It could derail. Oh, wow. Okay. That's an issue too. All right. Glad we got that. So anyways, what's the rules for this runaway train match? Does it have to be an actual runaway train? Obviously you're on a runaway train. It's got to be on the top of the train. Otherwise you won't like production wise. It'd be a nightmare. Well, that's a massive danger to everybody involved. So what I'm going to say You're having a match on a runaway train. That's a danger to begin with. Well, kayfabe. You have a platform, a ring's on the platform. Kayfabe it is, but here's the thing. Is it all green screen? You have a... No. No. You have a GoPro. There's a couple guys in the back of each car doing this. You have... Rocking it a little bit. You have a GoPro set up in what looks like the engineer station yeah the head of the train right oh okay and to okay. show that there's nobody there yeah yeah um person who gets to the 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 the, the engine yeah. takes control of the tra- train as the winner but as a shoot there is somebody there controlling it it's just they doctor it you know they say hey we're gonna switch over to the gopro get rid just of the like engineer hide in the closet or something they, yeah exactly so that's Go what they duck do down under the underneath some sort of production wise that's what you do um you you get like a platform that has ropes yeah or barriers on it yeah you know, so it's like the flatbed of a, of a, of a train. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it's in like the thing that, that transients get into train hoppers. Yeah. You know, it's in one of those like bales of hay perhaps. Yeah. And with, then with two the, open with, doors. With large sliding doors. But yeah. I think the goal, it has to be, you get to the engine. If you take control of the train, you win the match. Right. That that's, has to be the exceedingly dangerous. I know it could be really, really exciting though. <laughs> Hopefully 2k will take care of that. In 2K19, we'll get a runaway train match. You want to play uh, play-per-view? I suppose. What should we do this week? Is there a runaway train match? No. Pay-per-view? No, I don't think so. We've already done Starcades. Well, we've done a couple. What's another? What about Great American Bashes? Okay. Bash. 1986. So what is pay-per-view? Um, it's where we quiz each other on the results of old pay-per-views. Okay. 86. I'm going to do 1997. Um, oh, here we go. How many uh, matches do you have? Nine. I have 10. So right. I will get rid of my first one. Yes, go ahead. Okay. In a singles match, 
Black Bart versus Robert Gibson. Uh, Black Bart. No. Damn. Singles match, Psychosis versus Ultimate Dragon. What year is this? 97. Whoa. Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Well, it says Ultimate Dragon here. I know they were wrong when they said that. Yeah, probably. Tag team match. All right. Uh, Sam Houston and Nelson Royal versus the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Oh, it's got to be the Wrecking Crew. Nelson Royal, yeah. Nelson Royal doesn't even have his own Wikipedia entry. Oh, wow. He is in black text, not blue text. Next, the tag match. Steiner Brothers versus Harlem Heat. Ooh. Nice. That's probably really good. Probably a really good match. How long was the match? 12 minutes. That was probably a good one. 97? Yeah. I'll say Harlem Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. By disqualification. Mm. Um, in a bunkhouse match, which I think is probably a lot like a runaway train. Yeah, match. it could be. Uh, Baron Von Raschke with Paul Jones versus Manny Fernandez. I'll go with Manny. Yes. Next in a singles match, Hugh Morris mm. versus Conan. Oh, Conan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hugh Morris. <laughs> he was factionless. Uh, in an Indian strap match, uh, Wahoo McDaniel versus Jimmy Garvin with Precious. Uh, Wahoo McDaniel. Smart move because obviously Native American. Gimmick. Next. Next. Glacier versus Wrath. Oh, Glacier. Yeah. yeah. It's a 12 minute match, though. Wow. That's probably amazing. Well, how many stars did Meltzer give that? Probably one and a half. Probably. <laughs> In a take. Every single one of these is a gimmick match. I just realized that. <laughs> this one is a taped fist match. Wow. Ron Garvin versus Tully Blanchard. Blanchard was a horseman at the time. What year was this? 86? Yes. I'll go with Ronnie Garvin. Good job. Next. Medusa versus Akira Hokuto for the WCW Women's Championship. Medusa. No. Ooh. Uh, in a Russian <clears throat> chain match, the Road Warriors versus Ivan and Nikita Koloff. I guess you got to go with the Road Warriors. Um, yeah, they won, but it's a Russian chain match. Why wouldn't you have chosen Ivan and Nikita Because Kola? it's the Road Warriors. They always won. They transcend uh, 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 gimmick matches. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, next, in a death match. Oh, good. Chris Benoit versus Ming. Oh, oh really? Yeah. They, uh, say Benoit. Yeah. Okay. Hair versus hair match. Uh, Shaska Watley versus Jimmy Valiant. I'll say Shaska Watley. No. No. But in this picture, he's already bald. Oh. Uh, next, in a singles match, Steve McMichael versus Kevin Green. Uh, Kevin Green. Yeah. They were pushing him in the moon back then. Uh, wasn't Kevin Green? No. What? Mongo was part of the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. He was like worst horseman. Oh, yeah. Probably worse horsemen. Yeah, though, right? I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> At least Paul Roma had some wrestling skill. <laughs> That's right. Uh, oh, you have six. Darn it. In a steel cage match. All right. Um, Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, and Baby Doll 
versus uh, the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry and Jim Cornette. I'll go with Dusty and Magnum TA. That's a wise move. Next, Ric Flair and Roddy Piper versus the Outsiders for the WCW World Tag Team Championships. Oh, the Outsiders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and last, in a steel cage match for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Ricky Morton versus the champion Ric Flair. Oh, Ric Flair. Very good. Uh, last, False Count Anywhere match, DDP versus Randy Savage. Oh, DDP. Nope. No? Randy Savage. That wasn't the one where nope. he won? Nope. I got seven. Same here. Tie. Well done. Everybody wins. Well played. Everybody gets to win that one. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much. Be sure to share Going In Raw with your friends. Yes, please. Wherever you watch us, let your friends know. Thanks for watching. Hilton, wake up. Wake up, Hilton. There we go. Hilton, can you hit that music, please? Thank you, Hilton. I appreciate it. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.